Life is hard. Yeah. Then you die. And uh, that was your inspiring message from Big and White today. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> big and i am white and together we are big and white and you are listening to the big and white podcast a podcast where we explore what it means to be a foreigner in asia so what are we talking about today white today we are talking about the movies That was like loud applause. Oh, I see. Yeah, the crowds are going wild. <laughs> I, they are. They always go wild. I think like two people clapped when we went to the movies last night. So yeah. Well, I feel like people don't clap at the movies normally, right? No. Unless it's like opening night of the third Lord of the Rings movie or something, mm-hmm. like really anticipated. Yeah. Anyway, we are going to talk about going to the movies in Nepal. Why? Because we have gone to the movies twice in one week. And it's an experience. It truly is. Yeah. I'm totally spoiled now. But before we get into that, let's talk about our week. So what happened to you this week, Big? Well, I have a new obsession. I mean, I wish I could obsess for longer, but it's only four videos. So um, there's this guy. His name is Eric Singer. And he's a voice coach and he has four videos on Wired. They have a series of like, it's called Technique Critique and they get experts to like critique things in media. So um, his are about like accents in movies and it's, they're just super interesting. He does, it's fun. He reviews different like actors in movies and how well they've done with their accents that they're trying to do Hmm. or There's one where he talks about fictional languages and yeah, I just feel like he does a really good job of kind of explaining some technical linguistic things in a way that someone who's never studied linguistics could understand, which is hard to do. It is hard to do succinctly, Mm -hmm. but yeah, they're just super interesting. He seems like a really interesting guy and he just has so much knowledge of not only foreign accents in English, but every minute little dialect of American English Mm. or British English or whatever. And it's super interesting. One of my favorite videos actually is one where he talks about actors playing specific people. So he's talking about idiolects, which an idiolect is like a dialect, but it's just one person. So it's like how a specific person talks. And they're so fun. And now we'll get into this later. But White and I are obsessed with Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm -hmm. And I wish that he had made the video after Bohemian Rhapsody because I'd be so curious to see what he thinks about how Rami Malek does Freddie Mercury's whole, you know, persona. It's interesting because he talks about as an actor playing a a real person, you can kind of choose if you're going to try to make your voice and your accent sound exactly like them, which some people do, or if you're instead just trying to kind of evoke the person and sort of highlight some of the identifying characteristics Mm -hmm. that they have. Yeah, it's just really interesting. So you guys should all go and listen to these. We'll put the link in the description, but they're the technique critique videos from Wired, and they all say movie accent expert in the title. 
there. Yeah, he's so cool. He is. He's really interesting. Yeah, actually, in one of the videos, they say, here's this guy. His name is Eric Singer. And then the title below his name says dialect coach slash linguistics guy. Nice. Which is uh, like, that's my life goal, to have my title be linguistics gal. Yes. <laughs> pretty awesome. So that's my exciting thing that I wanted to share with everyone. So magical. How about you, White? What exciting, amazing thing has happened to you this week? We're on a big nerd trend during this episode. So hope you guys get ready. But um, yeah, I was trying to think of something else that happened to me that was exciting this week. And literally, you guys, all that I have done is work. And then any time that I wasn't working, I was listening to Queen <laughs> or watching documentaries about Queen and Freddie Mercury. Kill Queen. Da, 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 da. I don't know the words. Yep. Guaranteed to blow your mind. Any time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I feel like I'm kind of tagging along with White's obsession, but she has been focused on queen for the last mm. it's like been your life for the last like yeah. two or three weeks right this is what i do you guys this is something you should know about me i just get real obsessed with things and then like a couple weeks i probably won't care about it but yeah your your love for freddie mercury will never fade that's true it's hard to imagine a life without freddie mercury yeah so maybe a few months ago i saw uh the trailer for bohemian rhapsody which is if you guys haven't seen it or you're living under a rock and you haven't seen the trailer or heard of the movie, it's a biopic about Freddie Mercury and also like Queen in general, how the band was formed. And then it goes up through their performance in Live Aid in 1985. Um, So I saw this trailer a couple months ago and I don't exactly know what spurred my obsession, but I got obsessed like real fast. Maybe because we don't get to see a lot of really good quality foreign movies in Nepal. It's usually like superhero movies and stuff like that that I don't really care about. So a movie that I knew was actually coming to Nepal, I saw it on the cinema website. And so I was just so excited. And so in the weeks leading up to the actually watching the film, I started listening to all of their music. I watched their performance at Live Aid and watched some documentaries and interviews with the actors. And I've been benefiting from this because every day White comes to work and she's like, guess what I learned about (laughs) this? And so it's like, I'm getting to learn all this interesting stuff about Freddie Mercury and Queen without having to put in any effort. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's just, it's been super fun. I mean, I grew up with queen i think everybody in america grew up with queen pretty much i feel like though you don't always realize it like right there's a lot of queen songs that are very famous but they all i don't know they have kind of a variety of styles Mm -hmm. and so i think i didn't realize until later in my life like oh that's also a queen song that's also a queen song and they're much more prolific i guess than i realized And yeah, a lot of their songs have been covered so many times that you don't even realize that, like, I was an emo kid. I listened to the My Chemical Romance version of Under Pressure. Oh, my gosh. And wasn't until I was an adult that I was like, that isn't written by Well, I thought it was just Bowie. I didn't <laughs> yeah. know that it was Queen also. One that I thought was a cover, I didn't know it was an original of theirs, is Crazy Little Thing Called Love. Mm. Which totally doesn't sound like them. It sounds like an Elvis song. It's a rockabilly song. song. <laughs> I know. It's awesome. It's yeah. so good. 
I mean, Freddie Mercury. (laughs) (laughs) Anything Freddie Mercury does. False. He had some big flops. I also almost had um, another one bites the dust was almost ruined for me because in high school I played it in band for every single basketball game and i played alto sax and so it's actually a really good song for alto sax you get to play that mostly the low part yeah the the only song for sax that you get to play the rhythm that's fun yeah that doesn't sound but i played it so many times yeah it doesn't really sound as good when you're playing it on alto sax versus you know john deacon playing it on the bass right true I know. I I feel like the same thing happened to me, but with We Are the Champions, because mm-hmm. I was in this cheerleading competition. <coughs> Confession time. But it was in high school, and we went to this like qualifying round competition. It wasn't even important, but they had so many different categories of all the different age groups, and you know, if it was like all girls or mixed gender, and there were other sports involved too, whatever. So there was like 30 champions <laughs> that they were announcing during the award ceremony and they played that stupid song every <laughs> single time oh uh, it's like man participation award yeah syndrome yeah and like um a knight's tale they used a lot of queen songs i blocked that movie from my memory <laughs> <laughs> yeah i need to learn more lyrics i love heath ledger but man that movie was Ooh, bad let's just pretend that never happened yeah so i'm just very very devoted and i feel like i know all of the band members names and i have to like force myself to use full names instead of being like except for freddie <laughs> oh roger <laughs> yeah, yeah you just can't really do that to roger taylor <laughs> Yeah, so this one video, Roger was like, you know, just looking so cool. Especially because like their names are kind of boring. Like Brian May, just like, yeah, so Brian. And it was like, there's 1,200 famous Brians. Which are you yeah. talking about? Yeah. Brian, John, Roger. Freddie. Freddie, Farouk. <laughs> oh, Farouk. Let's just call him Farouk. Such no, a cutie. he would hate it. I know. Sorry. I like it, though. <laughs> queen is so inspiring i was listening to it today and i got a good night of sleep unusually so i was feeling amazing and i was like running around the house dancing and singing along (laughs) going outside my neighbors are staring at me like what Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah there's a queen song for like every single scenario that you can go through it's true like um i'm going slightly mad oh, is like is my so favorite good. and finally you've listened to it so i'm so happy yes <laughs> it, it's like more it's a more obscure one but it is amazing yeah. and it gets better every time i listen to it it's from uh, innuendo which is their the last album that they recorded right before freddie died and so this was a 91 and yeah, it's just a ridiculous song, and it's so British and amazing. The music video is awesome, too. I really love it. And when I listened to it, I was in the middle of work, and I had been working on Wordless for, like, over a month, and I was going slightly mad, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is the song for me. <laughs> this really speaks to me. And it still does. I'm knitting with only one needle. Yeah. It's so true. Unraveling fast, it's true. <laughs> Sorry, you have to go look it up now. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone go. Run, run to YouTube.
So anyway, it's a movie. Yeah, which we have seen <laughs> twice in the last week. Yeah. So one thing about movies in Nepal, which is interesting. So we get like most of the big movies. I remember when the first new Star Wars came out. I saw it opening night. And we most movies now get released on the same day around the world because internet and piracy. So they just don't bother. Like it used to be that. Sometimes the release dates would be different in mm -hmm. different countries, but now it's all the same. So I went and saw it the night it came out. And I remember talking to my parents like the next week and they're like, man, we haven't even seen that yet. I'm like, well, <laughs> <laughs> but the interesting thing is, so we get these big movies, but usually we only get one at a time. Mm -hmm. So there's one cinema company and they usually have a few Nepali movies and a few Indian movies and then one English movie and sometimes they only last one week so if there's a movie you really want to see you better go see it right yeah. when it comes out because you never know if it's still going to be around a week from now carpe movie carpe movie um yeah so that's really interesting and I don't know what else do you think is interesting about or maybe kind of unexpected or different from the movie experience that we might have in our home country of the u.s well i will say um just to add on to what you just said that there's usually yeah one english film but the genres are very limited like it's mm. either a children's movie or it's like marvel true we got crazy rich asians yeah but we live in asia that's so. true yeah. <laughs> that was for a couple weeks i think but yeah you're yeah. right usually they're like the big budget blockbuster type movies yeah. Which um, I don't really care about. I'm like real spastic, so I can't really focus during um, action scenes. action movies. <laughs> focus during uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> my sentence. But, but actually, I was dating a guy for a while. We went to like every single English film, so I actually was forced to watch some of those movies. And so good for appreciate you. Them a understand little bit more. your own culture a little bit. Yeah. I still don't really like them, but <laughs> yeah. Actually, I've heard that some of the biggest profits from a lot of the, especially superhero movies, come from China. Mm. So, although they're American movies, they kind of cater certain things about them to a Chinese audience. Like they try to make the language a little bit simpler. It's interesting to think, as an American, we just figure, oh, this is an American movie that other people happen to watch. Mm -hmm. But to realize that actually when the people make it, they re they know that they're going to make most of their yeah. money from the Asian market. But yeah, we don't really get, you know, we don't get like the Oscar nominated movies very often. Well, you saw Shape of Water, right? Yeah, I saw Shape of Water here. <laughs> <laughs> Which, okay, fun fact about Shape of Water, the guy who plays the fish whatever yeah. in shape of water is the same guy who plays the boyfriend that gets brought back from the dead in hocus pocus really yeah isn't he's so old by now isn't he i mean i mean really like matter, there's but... a very small percentage of the population that is skinny enough to wear a suit like that all the time wow Man, that was such a weird movie. I'm so glad I didn't see it. I consider myself artistic and progressive and blah, 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 blah. But I, <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're not ready for interspecies love yet. No, no, she was just so. Uh, yeah, I can't. <laughs> Let's <laughs> move on. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, there are some movies like that in Nepal. 
What else is different about movies here? Something that really surprised me when I first moved here and went to the movies is that the all the food is affordable. Yeah. <laughs> and you get amazing. free popcorn refills yeah. during intermission. Which every movie has an intermission. Yeah. It's really nice, actually. You can go, you can like grab a hot drink, you can go pee, whatever. Although yeah. they often cut it right in the middle of a scene. Like they don't wait for a scene to end and then put the intermission in. I think they just put it probably a certain amount of time into mm-hmm. the movie. So the first time we saw Bohemian Rhapsody, if you guys ha- haven't seen it, there's a scene where he's talking to the woman who's like the love of his life, his girlfriend, and he's kind of admitting that he's gay to her and it's very intense and it's so emotional and before the scene ended they cut it for intermission so you're like on the verge of tears feeling all these feelings and then it's like okay go buy some more popcorn in the bathroom like has like tears in his eyes and it's like intermission you're like ah (laughs) and then you come back from intermission and the tears fall out of his eyes yes (laughs) oh man it's yeah, it's rough. Yeah. It does a little bit break up the, what's that called? You know, where you just get so into the movie that mm-hmm. you kind of like forget about the world mm-hmm. around you. But I like it though. I mm-hmm. don't know. So, but yeah, every, I mean, in the movies in general are very affordable. Like, um, yeah, the evening showings for a normal movie, not 3D, are only like $4 yeah. USD. Less than $4 with the exchange rate right now. That's true. So we went twice to see Bohemian Rhapsody in the last two weeks, and we spent half of what... Like $7. Total half of what you would spend in America just to get in. One time, yeah, Yeah. for sure. Another thing that's interesting is the times that the movies are available. Mm -hmm. So the latest showing usually starts like at 8 p.m. maybe. But the earliest showing, especially on weekends, is usually 8 (laughs) a.m. And one of my friends said she went to see a movie. It was like an action movie at 8 a.m. And the theater was full. That's amazing. Like, (laughs) that just feels so weird. Like, matinees feel weird enough to me. If I come out of a movie and it's light outside, I feel a little bit weirded out. (laughs) Can you imagine, like, coming out of a movie and then going to brunch? Yeah. And for Nepalis, like, they usually eat Dalbot at 10 a.m. That's their first meal. Right. So they're like, all right, time to go eat. <laughs> My first meal of the day. Yeah. That's so true. <laughs> I kind of like, I used to do that in India. I would go to the movies in the morning? at like 9 a.m. Oh, and it was super empty. Oh, okay. See, I kind of like, I guess it depends on the movie, but I kind of like going when the theater is full. Mm. It's fun to get everyone's reactions and stuff. Yeah. Oh, man. Yesterday, there was a few scenes where there was someone would say a certain phrase, and then all the people sitting around us, all the Nepalis, would like whisper it to themselves. Like, yeah. What did he say? He said, Now is the time. Now is the time. Now is the time. Now Spread the your time. wings and fly. <laughs> <laughs> but something that's kind of fun about seeing movies in Nepal, this happened to me when I saw The Martian. <laughs> I went with a Norwegian gal and two Dutch people. We were the only non-Nepalis in the theater. And the four of us laughed at completely different times than everyone else. Like, we laughed more when there was funny lines, but the Nepalis laughed more at, like, the physical humor. <laughs> so it was, it was, yeah, just fascinating and embarrassing when the whole theater is silent and we're like, <laughs> <laughs> he referenced Lord of the Rings. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
That does bring up a good point, though, that people in Kathmandu, especially, like, especially our age, speak English. So some countries might have either they dub a movie or they'll have local language subtitles or something. But in Nepal, it's just in English. There's no subtitles or anything because a lot of people grow up speaking English as basically a first language. Right. Like they learn it in school. So they kind of learn it simultaneously with other languages. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other movies, they don't do subtitles either. Like Mm -hmm. Nepali movies don't have English subtitles and Hindi movies don't have Nepali subtitles. It's just like whatever language the movie's in, that's the language you get. (laughs) And most Nepalis are bilingual in Hindi because they need to be able to watch Indian television and movies. (laughs) True. It's so funny when we... Because Hindi and Nepali are pretty similar. It's They're related. Like, they're from the same historical language, Sanskrit. It's kind of like how, like, Italian and Spanish are both based on Latin. So they're different. They have significant differences, but they're similar enough that if you know one, it's pretty easy to learn the other. And I feel like Nepalis always reference that. They're like, well, of course I speak Hindi because I watch TV. (laughs) (laughs) Or like, I understand Hindi from watching TV, but I don't speak Mm -hmm. it, you know, because they never practice. Yeah. Pretty interesting. Oh, my gosh. I know we're talking about movies, but Hindi TV is insane. Yeah. <laughs> Can we just have a little rabbit trail right yeah. now? They have... I mean, it would be funny to compare Hindi and Nepali films because mm. I feel like it's easy to assume that they're the same and they're really not. They are not. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Nepali TV shows don't do this, but there's this genre of Hindi shows that are like soap operas. And I always joke that the scripts for those shows must be like one page long per episode because they you crying again yeah they spend the majority of their time zooming in on everyone's faces to see their reactions so especially if it's a dramatic scene where it's like okay you're finding out that the eldest daughter got pregnant by her boyfriend there's 12 people in the room they're all <laughs> insanely rich wearing really fancy clothes just on their normal day and so the daughter's like I have to say, I'm pregnant. And then it zooms in on the boyfriend's reaction, zooms in on the mom's reaction, zooms in on the dad's reaction, zooms in on the sister's reaction, zooms in on the boyfriend's friend's reaction. And then, you know, then the dad's like, how could you? And it does it all again. Everyone's reactions again. I find it so fascinating. I don't know. I guess it's kind of an indicator of how important relationships are Mm. in these cultures that you know, if something happens to you, it's just as important how it affects everyone around you. Yeah. It is hilarious, though. Contrast that with the shape of water. <laughs> yeah, the same thing. Nope. No. Yeah. No. But you guys should just go to YouTube and search for, like, Hindi TV Zoom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's some pretty good compilations. It reminds me of um, uh, The Man from Snowy River. Do you ever watch those movies? I'm, no, I've never heard of that. It's, is it actually an Australian movie? There was like two or three of these movies in the early 2000s, maybe. And they're trying to tame this wild stallion, you know, that kind of thing. But anyway, at some point, like these wild horses are rush, rushing by from the outback and the horse is in the paddock and he hears them. And it zooms up to his eyes in like <laughs> a series of three. Dun-dun, dun-dun. Dun-dun, and like gets into the whites of his eye 
It's got it's the amazing. wild horse eyes. Yeah. Going. Wow, the eighties were a special time. Yeah, it was probably the nineties, I guess. Early nineties. I don't remember. Yeah. My goodness. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to going to the movies in Nepal. Yeah. We do that. We do that. Okay, so here's another interesting thing about the movies here. So the theaters are all pretty nice, and there's a couple that are older. But I feel like they're always on the top floor of a mall. <laughs> yeah. Why is that? I don't know. That's, like, different than the U.S. Yeah. Well. Have you ever been to a movie theater that's not on the ground floor? I don't even know if I've ever been to a theater, I mean, a mall with a theater before. Oh, really? Oh, we have a lot of those in L.A. We have a movie theater where I'm from. <gasps> Look at you. It has two two screens. screens. Oh my gosh, that's so cute. And there's a bunch of taxidermy animals no. <laughs> in the lobby. <gasps> that's but amazing. Actually, I haven't been there in like 10 years, but it's probably the same. Probably. That's so good. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's true. And so like sometimes in Nepal... It's like the only thing in this mall. Like the one that we went to last week, the mall is still under construction. Yeah, none of the stores are open yet. So you have to go through all this creepy construction for like four floors and then you get to the top floor and then there's this nice, super nice movie theater. The first time I went to that mall, the escalators and elevators, neither were working. So you had to like crawl up the escalators and those (laughs) stairs are so steep. You're like, (gasps) (laughs) that's amazing. Oh my gosh, another thing that's funny is they like search your bags when you're going in for Mm. like food and drinks and stuff. But if they have something you can't bring in, they'll save it for you. They put a little tag on it like a coat check and then they bring it to the exit of the theater when your movie gets out. So when you exit the movie, there's a guard there with a basket of like half drunken water bottles, like single cigarettes. Amazing. I always say that. The movie theater is the safest place in Nepal because I don't think they even check you that carefully in the airport. But in in the movie theater, you get a full pat down. They look through your whole bag. More than TSA. Yeah, they really do. (laughs) Yeah, I think another thing that I just find interesting about going to the movies here, it isn't specifically unique to Nepal, but um, I remember the first time I went to the movies here, I kind of had this weird layered culture shock moment. (laughs) We went to see The Maze Runner, which is kind of an intense movie. And it's one of those movies where you're like really involved with what's going on. You kind of forget about the world around you. So you're in this movie and you're in this different world of The Maze Runner. Mm. Then the movie ends and you go out into the super nice lobby of the movie theater and you're kind of like, "Ooh, it's a little bit shocking. Like this is very different from what I was just experiencing. And then... You have that happen again when you exit the mall because it was in downtown where it's really crowded and there's all these people like selling stuff on the side of the road. Everyone's in their Nepali dress. There's buses (laughs) honking everywhere. It's like another moment of shock. Like, no. (laughs) (laughs) When you're already like you come out of the movies being like, what is real? Am I not a ninja? What? (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. That was a very strange experience. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I hadn't thought about that in a while. But like the mall that is new that's on our side of town. Which is like a mile and a half away instead of three miles away. Yeah. So it's kind of a big deal. (laughs) 
um, you just go straight outside like that you leave your theater and just you're outside. Um, yeah, they don't let you go stairwell. back into the lobby. You just go out of the mall. So all of a sudden you're like, Whoa, it's Kathmandu. Okay. <laughs> I am not in 1980s Britain. <laughs> yeah. And then you go down into like the parking garage and then drive up from the parking garage onto an unpaved uphill street. That is the worst road. I hate yeah. driving there on my motorcycle because it's such a steep incline up to the main busiest highway on our side of town. And then you have to immediately make a sharp left turn. So I... I'm always terrified that I'm going to have to, like, stop partway through mm. and, like, tip over mm -hmm. on this bumpy, unpaved. Uh, it's every time my adrenaline surges a little bit. Yeah. But last night, I executed it perfectly. Yeah, you did. Whenever I, on, this is totally a sidebar, but whenever I'm driving on my motorcycle in Kathmandu, like, if I do something really well, I'm always like, man, I wish I'd saved that for when I had a passenger. And mm. I wish I did all my embarrassing stuff when no one was riding with me. But you had a passenger. So yeah, so I that can say time, congratulations. Thank you. You can, someone can, uh, what's that called? Give like a gold star. <laughs> no, back me up that, like, sometimes I'm actually a good driver. <laughs> Like, um, corroborate? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that I can do. Thank you. <laughs> Does it make up for when we rolled backwards down that hill? Um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Just say yes, it'll make me feel better. I mean, the fact that you're, like, scared of that hill doesn't really make me feel that much better if I'm on the back of your bike, but... I mean... Yeah. <laughs> I feel like if that's the way that i am supposed to die then whatever <laughs> <laughs> it's in god's hands uh, so what movies have you seen like what are some memorable movies that you've seen here so yeah i saw maze runner i saw star wars i saw beauty and the beast in 3d oh, yeah. that was intense oh and we good. went to that one right no Did i we went with together? my other friend i went with our friend who plays the harmonica in our podcast hmm. Yeah, Beating the Beast, Fantastic Beasts, and Where to Find Them. That was disappointing. Mm. Uh, what else? I haven't seen that many movies here. Mm. Have you seen any Nepali movies? I haven't, no. I Aww. always say that I should, but then I never think about it or plan yeah. to. Yeah, when I was going through the phase of like going, that's like all we did. We just went to the movies. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a lot of movies. <laughs> <laughs> let's not talk to each other on our dates <laughs> let's just sit next to each other <laughs> um got my money's worth yeah girl <laughs> um anyway yeah i saw a few nepali movies and hindi films mm. and i was blown away that i understood more of the hindi films than i did the nepali <laughs> <laughs> even though you don't speak hindi <laughs> yeah because the nepali films have so many plots and you're like what you were dead are you back i don't understand they're very confusing they're all like that i was laughing when we were in the movie theater yesterday and they had trailers for movies and like i was like man i don't even understand this like two minute clip of the movie <laughs> i'm supposed to understand yeah. the long elaborate plot there was like three guys on the top of a 20 story building <laughs> in Kathmandu, and they said they were like running along it it was not a big building 
And they all of a sudden were so surprised that they had reached the edge. Like, oh, we're on the top of a 20-story building. Woo! And everyone in the theater laughed so hard. And yeah. me and Wyatt were just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then they pull a Sherlock and jump off the building. And you're like, oh, no, you're dead. And then a guy caught them in a net with a cat tractor. <laughs> yeah. And a it, cat tractor. It was very hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I don't Supposedly. It. Yeah, it I mean, hilarious. according to all the Nepalis in the theater, it was yeah. very funny. Oh, well. You know, to each their own. There's actually a lot of 3D movies shown here. Uh, I do not I, like 3D yeah, I movies. Either. I mean, now that the technology is better, it's not as bad. But my eyes have a really hard time tracking, mm-hmm. especially if it's an action movie. Which they all are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everything is an action movie. What are your favorite things to eat? At the movie theater, eat or drink? Oh, that's a good question. Well, they recently just started doing a triple flavor popcorn bowl. Yes. So you get... (laughs) You got the hugest (laughs) Yeah, so I ordered it. I didn't know how big it was going to be. It's like the large tub, you know? It's like a gallon of popcorn, and I ate it all. Before the intermission, I think... Once you start eating popcorn, you can't stop. I know. I was stress eating probably. But yeah, it's one third plain, one third cheese, and one third caramel. So you get like the cheese caramel Mm -hmm. mix, which is like salty sweet, and it's so good. Yeah. And I like how you can get hot drinks. Like they have cappuccinos, they have hot lemon honey, which I'm obsessed with. How about you? Mm. What do you like? I really like that you can get like a meal here Mm -hmm. and it's actually affordable it's like oh hey we're going to the the movies do you want to just grab dinner there like yeah sure that's easy right like they have um a spicy chicken burger that's really good oh i've never tried that and then last night i got a chicken it's like a burrito almost but nepali (laughs) it's like a hot wrap yeah that was really good um and they also have really good desserts like they'll serve a brownie, like a big brownie warmed up with ice cream. It's a beautiful thing. And then one of them, the theater that we went to last week, sells fresh cold press juices. Mm, I can't <laughs> wait to try that. It's a new company yeah. and I'm so excited. Oh, it's so cool. Yeah, I I guess last night, like, you got popcorn and then water and I got water. And I got a wrap. And a wrap and I got a wrap. And then we got hot lemon honeys during intermission yeah and the total cost was like nine dollars probably yeah Yeah. (laughs) for the two of us yeah it's amazing magical yeah (laughs) they also gave me like a hundred (laughs) napkins i don't know if he took one look at me and was like (laughs) you're gonna need these baby (laughs) but of course i got like the gross popcorn cheese which (laughs) tastes amazing but smells like barf (laughs) I probably have eight kinds of cancer now. But you know, I get stuck to your fingers. Like, normally I would lick it off, but like, I feel like my hands are dirty from riding my motorcycle or whatever. So I tried to wipe it on the napkin, but the napkin just fell apart and stuck to my fingers. So I'm trying to watch the movie and, like, nonchalantly, like, rub this weird napkin and cheese on my fingers. Well, I think it ended up being on you yeah. there's a lot of popcorn like, oh, cheese girl. on my shirt <laughs> so crusty <laughs> note to self don't wear black <laughs> dude another thing that's amazing about the movies is the commercials that they show ahead oh, of time yes so they do they do normal trailers and those are right before the movie but before the trailers they also have commercials for stuff 
And something that I find so fascinating about watching TV or going to movies in other cultures is what the commercials are for. You know, like I feel like in the U.S., like we have a lot of car commercials or like food, drink commercials. But yeah, we actually made a list of what the commercials were last night during the movie. And it's amazing. Yeah. Like compare this to your normal American movie going experience. Yeah. See how it stacks up. So we had three commercials for either scooter, motorcycle or car company. Usually talking about what a good deal that you could get because it's just been festival season. So there's all these good deals. Oh, my gosh. The scooter one's amazing because it's like this super badass music (laughs) and it's showing him like speeding around a track and then it gets close and you're like, that's a tiny little scooter. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to be so cool if you get this scooter. (laughs) There was also a commercial for flour, like cooking flour, and it showed like the manufacturing facility and their main selling point was like there's no stones in this flour because <laughs> usually like when you buy flour here you have to sift it through a strainer so that yeah all the rocks <laughs> and like hard bits get sifted out Oh boy. but not if you buy this flour brand um, there's also two commercials for banks in mm-hmm. Kathmandu mm-hmm. there was a commercial for cement and another one for steel, which is interesting, like, because here, when people do construction, they buy all their own materials. It's not like you hire a construction company that organizes everything for you. You hire construction workers, and then you buy cement, and then you buy steel, and yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of cement commercials mm-hmm. and steel. Everywhere, mm-hmm. like on the si- sides of buildings and stuff like that. Um, there is also two commercials for the mobile phone company that we use and they were so cute so they've been doing this like lottery thing where just people from all around nepal like from the villages win um a thousand us dollars and then they like show them holding the big check and they're like what are you gonna do with your winnings and they're like um i own a shop i'm going to make my shop bigger or i'm going to help my family (laughs) you know my daughter wants to go to school i'm gonna pay for her tuition it's amazing they're very real like they're not all yeah they don't have all this makeup on and stuff like that it's just them like oh you guys are cute yeah but our personal favorite (laughs) ad (laughs) define favorite oh it's ridiculous is for I think it's called the British University, isn't it? Yeah. It's in Kathmandu, but it starts out with this British guy, middle-aged British guy. Imagine how it would feel to go to a British university. And you're like, yeah, this is getting kind of elitist right away. (laughs) Imagine how it would feel to earn a British degree. (laughs) And the whole commercial continues like that. It like shows all these people kind of in like a British setting, you know, it's like learn to compete on an international scale. And it's like a Nepali beating a white guy at chess. And he's like, the white guy is like, no, (laughs) someone from a third world country is smarter than me. Oh no. (laughs) Give me a bio. I do say. (laughs) It feels so weird. <laughs> There's also one where a girl was walking down the stairs and all the guys were like, like a Nepali girl is walking down the stairs and all these guys were watching her walk and being like, mm, girl, look at that booty. Ooh, I could marry her. She's so smart and she's got that booty. 
<laughs> That's the reason I want to go to British University. <laughs> that is the yeah. strange and uncomfortable feeling. That's how it would feel to earn a British degree. Now you know. <laughs> you can join the elites. <laughs> uh, I love it so much. Yeah, anyway, that's kind of a weird place to end. But I do want to encourage you guys, if you're visiting another country, to go to the movies or watch TV. Because I think when you're a tourist somewhere, you don't always want to do those kind of boring everyday things. Like, well, yeah, I can go to the movies in my own country whenever I want. Or I can go to the grocery store whenever I want. I'd rather go sightseeing. But at least for me, I think it's really fun to experience things of normal life. And, like, what the people in the country you're visiting do just kind of day to day. Because mm-hmm. you might find really unexpected things that are very different from the way that you would expect it to happen. Uh-oh. White has no deep <laughs> thoughts about movies. <laughs> Except don't go see Shape of Water. <laughs> no. All right. Well, now it's time for... Segment of the week. I'm doing the segment of the week this week. You got the week. You're like our resident information, and I'm like not. I am <laughs> such a nerd. I know. <laughs> you're you're the passion. I'm the data. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm so passionate. Obviously, no, I don't have anything to say. No. Wow, you're passionate about Bohemian Rhapsody. I sure am. Anyway, back to the segment. So my favorite festival just passed. It's called Tihar. Uh, you might have heard of it in India. It's called Diwali. And it's the Festival of Lights. We talked about Desai a couple episodes ago, which is the biggest holiday in Nepal. And that one's not my favorite. But immediately following it is this one, which is my favorite. Yeah, it's so fun. It is. So it's five days long, and everyone puts out, like, string lights. I I feel like in my dialect I call those Christmas lights, but this isn't a Christmas holiday. Yeah. So what do British people call them something? Fairy lights. Oh, yeah. that's a good name. We should steal that. But they're like the tube kind of lights often. Sometimes it is bulbs, I guess. It's, There's so it's many different kinds. I know. All the small shops, like, start selling these strings of lights. Yeah, it's so fun. Or people also do like little mini disco light things or like they go crazy. Yeah, I forgot. Like they cast dancing lights on the street. Yeah, yeah. Like makes it into smiley faces and then like a bow or something. And yeah, it's so fun. Yeah. And people will light like little yak butter candles too. But yeah, it's super fun. So the whole city is lit up and it's not as exciting now, but before when we had power cuts all the time there was always for this these five days everyone in the city had electricity Mm. 24 7 so the whole city is lit up it feels like you know las vegas or something it's so overwhelming when you're used to it being quite dark yeah it's just delightful i love going up on my roof and looking out over the city Mm -hmm. during this holiday it's really cool Kind of the point of the festival is it's a Hindu festival, but it's also celebrated by some Buddhists. And it's celebrating the goddess Lakshmi, mainly. Um, And she's the goddess of, like, prosperity. So you're kind of inviting her into your home or business or whatever. And 
hoping that she'll bring you prosperity throughout the next year. So people put these really cool things on the ground out in front of their house. They make a circular, like beautiful multicolored design and they'll use either just like colored powder or colored rice or beans or all kinds of interesting things. And People do it in their homes and their businesses. There was a giant one at the mall that's like yeah, 15 so feet across. Cool. Yeah, it's so cool. Um, and then they have, people often put like little, they'll make little footprints on the ground, like with their hand leading into the house. Like, hey, goddess likes me, come this way and bless my house. <laughs> and so the lights are supposed to like invite her into your home or whatever. But there's five days and each day has a special focus. So the first day is the Crow Festival. And people like put out food for crows or you can't like, I don't know, put tika (laughs) on a crow, it'll fly away. But the idea of that is crows are the messengers of the god of death. And so if you honor them, then hopefully the god of death like won't bring death upon you in the coming year. Then the second day is for dogs and all the dogs in the city, including stray dogs, get the blessing powder on their forehead and uh it's called a mala it's like a necklace of flowers like a lei <laughs> so <laughs> cute amazing i always wonder do people just like wrangle the street dogs like come here i'm gonna put flowers on you mm. um but yeah it's actually been kind of forgotten exactly why dogs get celebrated but now like modern day nepalis say well we're just thanking them for being man's best friend which is really fun Then the third day is like the main day where people do the cool designs that I explained. And that's the day where you worship the cows. Mm. Because in Hinduism, cows are sacred. So then all the street cows that like wander around Kathmandu (laughs) also get the blessing powder. They suddenly have the uh, flower garlands. You're like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So cool. I love it. And the fourth day, bulls are worshipped. And then the fifth day is for brothers. So older sisters, especially, will um, like bestow a blessing on their younger brothers and give them gifts. People will give, you know, it kind of ranges depending on how rich you are, but, you know, clothes or maybe electronics, but they always also give like food, like special nuts and stuff. And then the younger brothers give money to their sisters. Yeah. And it's really fun. And everyone loves this holiday. People are always in a very like, party mood mm-hmm. for Tihar and yeah. it's super fun because like during Desai the women are like constantly preparing food and stuff and for Tihar it's like it feels a little different like they're out partying too and yeah, like a lot of stressful. houses have parties mm-hmm. like cl- private parties so these big gates you're walking by on the sidewalk and there's just like music blaring people like, are dancing something's cool going on there <laughs> yeah it's really fun yeah and like girls who if your brother is out of the country or out of town or whatever it's like really sad for yeah. you that you can't participate in the brother day so like some of the small businesses they'll have ads on instagram saying hey if you're studying abroad then order chocolate and mug and this t-shirt from our company and we'll deliver it to your siblings oh that's awesome yeah i love that like it doesn't matter where you are celebrate with your family so cool yeah 
anyway yep so that's tihar yeah. it's my favorite festival and the weather's really nice this mm-hmm. time of year it's not rainy anymore but it's not like too cold yet so it's fun to go out at night and walk around and see all the lights yeah. and yeah for me it was kind of weird being a foreigner who doesn't who is like part of this culture kind of but not get, celebrating these super special festivals so like I was working late, and so I'm looking out of the office window and watching the family who owns the house that we rent from making the beautiful art on the ground, the sand art, and then like leading the pathway for Lakshmi to come into their house and their tea lights on the ground and stuff. And I'm just working late, and they're like having all these festivities, and I'm like, I'm so lame. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? It would be like if some, like a Muslim p- person, emigrated to the U.S. and they didn't celebrate Christmas, and they just like went to the office on Christmas yeah. Day. We was watching everyone like go caroling, and they're just like, mm. <laughs> I, I don't really care. I have work that I need to get done. <laughs> Saving my vacation days for Ramadan. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. It, it was kind of a surreal. Su- oh my gosh, I can't talk. It was a surreal feeling. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> oh my gosh, one thing that I forgot to say also that happens on this holiday is people go caroling. Oh. There's one night where the boys go and one night where the girls go and they walk around and then they sing songs and people give them money. It's the same song though. <laughs> <laughs> over and over and over. But they dress up and they look so yeah. cute. I mean, that would be super fun. Yeah. They can make some money. It's like uh, trick-or-treating and Christmas caroling combined. Yeah. <laughs> Like, my roommate just went on a trek to a very busy part of Nepal. And when she was in the lodge, all these kids had dressed up and came in. And she was like, the amount of money that they earn. Oh, especially from foreigners, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're like, whatever. It's like Monopoly money. Here you go. Tap into it. (laughs) This money is pink. Yeah. Must not be worth anything. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's it for today, you guys. Yeah. If you guys... Have any questions about going to the movies in Nepal that we didn't answer or even better, if you have seen Bohemian Rhapsody and you want to talk to us about it, you should tell us. Please. Oh my gosh, my friend just sent me a picture. She has a t-shirt that says Thunderbolt and Lightning, very, very frightening me, like in quotes. And then Galileo. (laughs) Direct quote. It's amazing. Um, but yeah, you guys should definitely email us. Yeah. Our email is bigwhitepodcast at gmail.com. You can check us out on Facebook and Instagram. We post some sweet photos. Yeah. And you can find our podcast on Stitcher, iTunes, Google, all the internets. We're everywhere, guys. So many. Everywhere. Just look for that we orange logo. International. International. (laughs) Imagine what it feels like to have an international podcast. (laughs) Ay, ay, ay. And also remember the big white secret. We would love for you to share the podcast, but just remember not to share our actual names. We're big and white. All right. Well, I think I'm going to hang up now. Yeah, I think it's time to hang up. Yeah, we got to hang up. Okay. 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 Okay, bye. Okay, okay, I'm hanging up. I'm going slightly mad. I'm going slightly mad. It finally happened. 
It finally happened.